Day 13. Day 13. You could be on a 13-day streak. Yeah. Or a two-day streak. Many of you are, are tracking with us, and if this is your first day, welcome. Welcome. This is Chip and Eric Read Through the Bible, two semi-ordinary uh, pastors and friends and sure. leaders coming together, just saying, hey, let's read the Bible together and uh, allow people to join the party. Yeah. And so that's uh, what you're doing. So thank you, and hopefully it's very helpful. I think, uh, so we started this at the beginning of the year, January 1. Yeah. I think this, as we head into two weeks, is where, you know, resolutions start to drop off. So if you are feeling like dropping off, don't do it. No. Make this a habit. Stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. Every day. Reach out on Facebook to the group or or text us, email us, whatever it is. If you need a little bit of encouragement to stick with it, it's going to be worth it. Um, And boy, is it worth it today because it's it's time to hear what Elihu has to say as he continues his rant about Job, his friends. And now we're going to talk about... Elihu is going to respond to God, God's character here. So Elihu reminds Job of God's justice. Then Elihu said, do you think it's right for you to claim I am righteous before God? For you also ask, what's in it for me? What's the use of living a righteous life? I will answer you and all your friends too. Look up into the sky and see the clouds high above you. If you sin, how does that affect God? Even if you sin again and again, what effect will it have on him? If you're good, is this some great gift to him? What could you possibly give him? No, your sins affect only people like yourself, and your good deeds also affect only humans. People cry out when they're oppressed. They groan beneath the power of the mighty. Yet they don't ask, where is God, my creator, the one who gives songs in the night? Where is the one who makes us smarter than the animals and wiser than the birds of the sky? And when they cry out, God does not answer because of their pride. But is it wrong to say God doesn't? Is it, but it is wrong to say God doesn't listen, to say the Almighty isn't concerned. You say you can't see him, but he will bring justice if you will only wait. You say he does not respond to sinners with anger and is not greatly concerned about wickedness. But you are talking nonsense, Job. You have spoken like a fool. Job chapter 36. Elihu continues to speak, saying, Let me go on, and I'll show you the truth. For I have not finished defending God. I'll present profound arguments for the righteousness of my creator. I'm telling you nothing but the truth, for I am a man of great knowledge. God is mighty, but he does not despise anyone. He is mighty in both power and understanding. He does not let the wicked live, but gives justice to the afflicted. He never takes his eyes off the innocent, but he sets them on thrones with kings and exalts them forever. If they are bound in chains and caught up in a web of trouble, he shows them the reason. He shows them their sins of pride. He gets their attention and commands that they turn from evil. If they listen and obey God, they will be blessed with prosperity throughout their lives. All their years will be pleasant. But if they refuse to listen to him, they will cross over the river of death, dying from the lack of understanding. For the godless are full of resentment. Even when he punishes them, they refuse to cry out to him for help. They die when they are young after wasting their lives in immoral living. But by no means, or but by means of their suffering, he rescues those who suffer, for he gets their attention through adversity. God is leading you away from danger, Job, to a place free from distress. He is setting your table with the best food. But you are obsessed with whether the godless will be judged. Don't worry. Judgment and justice will be upheld. But watch out, or you may be seduced by wealth. Don't let yourself be bribed into sin. 
Could all your wealth or all your mighty efforts keep you from distress? Do not long for the cover of night, for that is when people will be destroyed. Be on guard. Turn back from evil, for God sent this suffering to keep you from a life of evil. Elihu reminds Job of God's power. Look, God is all-powerful. Who is a teacher like him? No one can tell him what to do or say to him, you've done wrong. Instead, glorify his mighty works, singing songs of praise. Everyone has seen these things, though only from a distance. Look, God is greater than we can understand. His years cannot be counted. He draws up the water vapor and then distills it into rain. The rain pours down from the clouds and everyone benefits. Who can understand the spreading of the clouds and the thunder that rolls forth from heaven? See how he spreads the lightning around him and how it lights up the depths of the sea. By these mighty acts, he nourishes people, giving them food in abundance. He fills his hands with lightning bolts and hurls each at its target. The thunder announces his presence. The storm announces his indignant anger. Job chapter 37, Elihu continues and says, My heart pounds as I think of this. It trembles within me. Listen carefully to the thunder of God's voice as it rolls from his mouth. It rolls across the heavens and his lightning flashes in every direction. Then comes the roaring of the thunder, the tremendous voice of his majesty. He does not restrain it when he speaks. God's voice is glorious in the thunder. We can't even imagine the greatness of his power. He directs the snow to fall on the earth and tells the rain to pour down. Then everyone stops working so they can watch his power. The wild animals take cover and stay inside their dens. The stormy wind comes from its chamber, and the driving winds bring the cold. God's breath sends the ice, freezing wide expanses of water. He loads the clouds with moisture, and they flash with his lightning. The clouds churn about at his direction. They do whatever he commands throughout the earth. He makes these things happen either to punish people or to show his unfailing love. Pay attention to this, Job. Stop and consider the wonderful miracles of God. Do you know how God controls the storm and causes the lightning to flash from his clouds? Do you understand how he moves the clouds with wonderful perfection and skill? When you are sweltering in your clothes and the south wind dies down and everything is still, he makes the skies reflect the heat like a bronze mirror. Can you do that? So teach the rest of us what to say to God. We are too ignorant to make our own arguments. Should God be notified that I want to speak? Can people even speak when they are confused? We cannot look at the sun, for it shines brightly in the sky when the wind clears away the clouds. So, also, golden splendor comes from the mountain of God. He is clothed in dazzling splendor. We cannot imagine the power of the Almighty, but even though he is just and righteous, he does not destroy us. No wonder people everywhere fear him. All who are wise show him reverence. Wow. Okay. Man, okay, Elihu. 13. Elihu, he finishes up here with a bang, literally. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of thunder and lightning. Oh, my god. And goodness. i got to tell you, Eric, that was my so what. You know, I know this guy's going on, and and there, but there's some good in here, and and for me, you know, he talks about with God in thirty-seven, you know, uh, listen carefully to the thunder of God's voice. Right. Yep. it rolls across the heaven. His lightning flashes, uh, the roaring thunder, the tremendous voice. Um, I know for me. Um, you and I were recently at the Atlantic Ocean. Yes. And that's one of my favorite places mm-hmm. is the ocean. And I just, for me, um, I just connect with God there. You know, we, we weren't there too long. But 
uh, it's it just his power and his majesty and, and the thunderstorms here in Kansas. I just, I can see God in that and the power of God in that. I just think we, we look at things uh, around us, especially in nature, and we see the, the majesty of God, the goodness of God, the power of God. And it puts us, it puts me in my place. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't do that. He does that. And he's the God I love, who loves me. And the God I want to serve. Yeah. And so I, that's kind of my so what today is appreciate all those things in nature that can point us to God um, and how great he is and how much we need him and how much he loves us. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think Elihu is missing. Right. So he's got the power. He's got, you know, he understands God in that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and that's the, the theology word there is general revelation. Right. So yeah. nature shows us a general idea of God, his power, his creativity, you know, like we see all of that and we should, like you said, we should worship him because of it. I mean, it should be so meaningful to us. You read the Psalms, Mm. you know, and, and so much of it is, this is what I see around me and this is, but the thing is, and this is something that comes out in the book of Job too, is like that general revelation is great that it teaches us about God, but it can't teach us everything about God. And that's the problem with worshiping nature is Elihu sees these things and he makes a lot of wrong conclusions about God based on them. But what we're going to see next is that Mm. God's going to show up to clarify. And that's exactly, I won't step on tomorrow's where's Jesus, but that's exactly what we see in history too is, man, we had some wrong ideas about God and he had to come here and show us. So I'll save that for tomorrow. But what I wanted to say today is um do, do, do. okay yeah so you're obsessed with whether the godless will be judged don't worry judgment and justice will be upheld this is uh 36 verse 17 so we know who the judge is right yeah, yeah. and so again elihu is is speaking about this judgment now he doesn't understand the concept of ultimate judgment most likely uh, this takes place before the writing of the prophets. And, you know, we're reading the Bible chronologically. And if you recall, True. the only judgment that they knew at this point was the flood. Yeah. You know, so like they understand that judgment can happen on a large scale, that it can kill mm. every person on earth, for instance. Yeah. But they don't understand the eternal judgment that we read about mm. later in the prophets and, you know, in Revelation and and True. even that Jesus talks about with Gehenna and, and those things. He, they don't understand that judgment, but we know the judge. Yeah. And so, and, and he even says, you know, God is moving you towards something better. Now, he doesn't understand, like, he thinks that Job's punishments are keeping him from sin. But the reality of it is God is moving us away from judgment mm. if we choose that. Mm. And that is information Elihu doesn't have that we have today mm. is, yes, the judgment will take place, right? Uh, don't worry. Judgment and justice will be upheld. And those things will be upheld based not on Chip's character, Eric's mm. character, Elihu's character, Job's character, mm. but on the character of Christ and his work on the cross, his resurrection. Right. And that is what the judgment will be based on, right? So yeah. accepting those things brings us to a judgment of reward. Yeah. Rejecting those things brings us to a judgment of punishment. Right. And so what, I guess where's Jesus in this? He's the judge. Yeah, but he also... Stands in the gap. Yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 He's the judge because he's got it, but he stands in the gap for yeah. us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Yep. Good. Well. Okay. We did it. Another day. Man, Another we day. just keep going. Can't believe it. Tomorrow is our opportunity to be at a two-week streak. Okay. 14. Yeah. Coming up tomorrow. Hey, yes. you guys have a great day. So good great. job. Proud of you for sticking with it. And we will be back tomorrow. All right. Have a good night's sleep. <laughs>